ladies and gentlemen, and happy new year. Welcome to the Airman Helping Airman podcast. I am Khalid, your Air Force Aid Society CEO. With us today, I have two very, very, very special guests. Joining us today is Diane Rausch and Kim Nahom. Now, Kim and Diane are the co-chairs of the Air Force Charity Ball. Well, Diane is the chair, Kim is the co-chair, and they have just done amazing, amazing work for us. Really, I'm going to say in the last two years because they've been running it the last two years, but they've been involved with the Charity Ball for much, much longer than that. Now, you ask, and we'll have a chance to, when we start the discussion, to they'll give you some insight on what exactly the Charity Ball is, but this is what I can tell you that are directly involved in Air Force Aid Society. So tell me, how do you think your involvement or the Air Force Officer Spouses Club involvement has really impacted the Air Force Aid Society and the airmen in over the last couple of years, the guardians and families that we serve? And saw how much they can actually help. And it isn't just for the charity ball either. There's other ways that people can see that where they can help and they can volunteer and they can donate time, money, talents, the whole bit to it also. One of the things that I appreciate and about you, and, and Kim, I'll let you speak on this first. One of the things that I appreciate about leaders in general is the ability to be flexible, the ability to pivot. So let's talk about the charity ball last year and this huge pivot that we had to making this not only a virtual event, but I would say one of the best virtual events that I've ever attended. Kim, tell us a little bit about how you and Diane and the committee came to the decision to pivot to the virtual ball last year and just kind of how in your mind it all came together? Well, I guess it wasn't our choice to pivot. <laughs> we were forced to pivot. The event is was going to be held in D.C. and so we were bound by the rules that D.C. was enforcing at the time and, and rightly so. It was a uncertain time. So we made the decision to make this a virtual event. And that was the first time for us for planning an event like that. We had all attended virtual events. So I think we just pulled our resources and our knowledge of things that we had seen and what we liked about it and what we didn't. We threw in the meal aspect of it, having meals delivered to the homes of the people participating. And that kind of seemed to bring it together and make it sort of a, make it more than just a video event we were all watching. We were all eating together at the same time, even though we weren't in the same room. And it worked. Don't know that we want to do it again. It was unique. It was a one-time thing, hopefully. And it was interesting. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. It yeah. did its job. And Diane, one of the things that I appreciate, it, it really did work. Not only did you have meals delivered, but you had a bottle of wine delivered too. So that was That's great. Right. <laughs> Diane, one of the things that I appreciated about you last year from a leadership standpoint as a chair is, I don't know if you ever got anxiety or stressed out or nervous. But every time we talked, I mean, you were just as as cool as the other <laughs> side of the pillow, as as uh, Stuart Scott would say. So how was that experience? Because every time you briefed us, you never seemed to waver as things changed back and forth. I mean, you really did take this bull by the horns and it turned out to be a really, really marvelous event. How did you feel during that process? I very much appreciate the compliment. I will say that having Kim on board was huge. She took on that meal role. That was her idea. And she championed that all the way. I don't, this, I, it's not that I, I guess I shouldn't get stressed. I will say that sometimes I wake up at 5 a.m. And I just, once my mind starts working, then I start working through. For me, it's a matter of here's the challenge. What can we do to accomplish it? Right. And I guess I'm, interestingly enough, I found this about myself. 
I'm good with flexing and changing. And I like talking to people about that because ideas come from everywhere. And so if I would have a question, I'd call Kim and we'd walk through it and we would go forward. I don't know why I don't get stressed because I think I was more stressed in college studying for a final than with this. And I think some of it's having the good support in the committee behind you. You know, our leadership, both Space Force and Air Force, they were there. What can we do to help? What can we do? I hired a great, I found a great company. And oddly enough, that helped Easter Seals is the one that put me onto them because I was part of that organization. So I just, you know, you just, you go with what you can. Some of it was literally a wing and a prayer. The company we hired was very reassuring about the, I know the VIP event. I had no idea how that was going to work. We got more, I got more compliments on that than I expected, right? People love jumping in and out and talking to people and the whole bit. So I just try to think through every scenario, good, bad, and in between. And I'm all about knowledge too. I love questions and knowledge that people have that good or bad, because you don't know what you don't know. And if something's not going well, somebody needs to tell you that so you can correct it. So I encourage the committee and people to call me if you have a question or if you have a problem, if you see an issue, because it's those pitfalls that you can't see that other people can. So that's kind of how I operate. And so I try to plan for the pitfalls and I know they will come, but how you can fix in the meantime is what you need to. I try to have thousand contingency plans hitting forward and that's how I kind of operate. So yeah. In my head, it has to be You know, we really appreciate it. I, you know, I always say teamwork makes the dream work. And, Absolutely. And you and Kim have just done an amazing job. We really appreciate it. Tell me, so we had a meeting yesterday to talk about this year's ball, 2022. Now, the last time we actually had an in-ball person, of course, with the pandemic happening over the last two years, it was the traditional charity ball, black tie event. So mostly general officers or military members in their formal uniform and mesh dress, everybody else in tuxedos and gowns, you know, very, very nice. But at some point we decided over the last couple of years that, hey, let's tone this thing down a little bit and go a little bit more casual. So tell us about what you expect from the ball this year. So literally it was one of those ideas that someone had mentioned it before. Kim had talked about it before. And then the previous leadership thought, what do you about think about changing it up? And I am good with change. I'm okay embracing that change and going forward. So I thought, okay, let's try it. I will be honest. I wasn't sure how it would be received. There are some people who are stalwarts for like the, you know, the formal, et cetera, but I have been surprised at how excited people are about the change across the board. I feel like the formalities have changed. I think across maybe not just the air force, but that people it's about being with the people. It's the purpose of the event. My husband always says, what is the purpose of the event? So when you look at it from that way, it's not really about getting dressed up, at least not for me. It's about engaging with people, highlighting what Air Force Aid Society can do, raising money for the event. So in my mind, if we made it less casual, the bottom line could be higher. So we're not having to try to make it so formal. And people are all engaged with that. Even the corporate people, those are the ones I was more worried about. I think a couple of them are kind of hesitant, but I will tell you, I get more comments from corporate people that we know thinking this is a great thing. And I mean, all the way from four-star, retired four-stars down, are excited about this, something different, something, I will say it doesn't hurt that we haven't had one in two years. So I think that might be part of the excitement, but I'm looking forward to the more casual feel. And again, there could be pitfalls. We've not done this before, but we'll see what happens and see what people think. So, yeah. Yeah. Kim, what what about you? What did you think? What did you think about this new idea of a less formal event? I like it. We have to dress up a lot in our lives. (laughs) And so it's okay for me personally not to have to get dressed up in a formal and go. It adds a little bit less stress of who's going to do my hair and what am I going to wear? 
but it's also, it makes it a little more casual, a little more fun. I think it opens it up to perhaps even lots of ranks of the military that because it's going to be less expensive. So that's a nice goal and a nice addition to this event. I think people are excited about it. We've sat around in our sweats for two years now. Why not just carry on with that? You know, <laughs> we're not really wearing sweats to the event. Well, but. I'll tell you what, I for one am excited. So you were both, and we didn't mention this in the beginning, but both of you are married to very senior general officers. And I imagine just like that, you've had your fair share of formal events and you still have your fair share of formal events that you have to attend with all the AFAs and Air Force balls and birthday get galas and you name it. And so I think having an event like this, that's a little bit more casual, but like Diane mentioned, the purpose, the purpose is that, you know, the more money that you guys help us raise through the charity ball, the more airmen and guardians and their families we get to help. And so that's kind of the bottom, the bottom line. And, and if we can have a little bit of fun yep. doing it this year at Nat Stadium with batting cages and some of the other things, all the better. So what can we expect? What can people expect this year at the event? What's the dress? What's kind of going to happen at the charity ball this year? So we will have, so we're kind of working through a lot of those details now. I will say that the one bright spot about this also is the parking. We own the whole parking garage. So people can come in and we can park and then they will, they have the stadium has just been awesome. They have people around to help people guide them to where they are. We will have two of the presidents greeting us, the ones that run the bases greeting us and then they're for pictures. Then we'll walk in and then we'll have the silent auction. The VIP will have its own area over the, I think it's called the Champions Club. It's over the home plate. It's really a great venue. And then we'll have a little bit of a program somewhere right after the VIP, before everybody shows up, after everybody shows up, then we'll have a couple speakers. We'll have the testimonial family there and a couple videos to run. The chief will speak, the CSAP will speak, the CSO will speak. We'll have you speak, Kay Wright, and then we'll have, if the SECAF comes, we'll just have a little bit of a presentation there. Then the batting cages will be opened. And so everybody and their live people batting will have our silent auction that will be open before the ball. So it'll be during the ball. All the stuff will be there. We are going to have the Peloton people are going to come and show off their stuff. That's one of our raffle items. I think we are going to have somebody that is, I just contacted yesterday that they're going to maybe possibly do a great jewelry item, a very fancy jewelry item that we'll have now in the raffle. And we'll do the raffle at the end of the night. So we'll have, and we have some great things people donated. And then we'll have the Air Force Band will be there to greet us and then to leave, to walk out with that. We'll have, Kim, you fill in, fill in with the other stuff too. Well, there will be food. It's not going to be obviously a sit-down event. So that's a huge difference from our past charity balls where you sit at a table of 10 people and you only talk to those 10 people during the event. This is high top tables, fancy ballpark food that we're going to taste next week. Come pick out some good items. And also, I like the aspect of the video screens scattered all throughout the venue. So sometimes at an event, you can't really hear the speaker or you can't see the speaker from where you're sitting. These screens are positioned, little video screens all throughout the space that we will be in. So you'll be able to hear and see what's going on when there's something structured. I like that aspect. And there's also plenty of space to move about. We're not crammed in together. People can go in and out from outdoors, not necessarily on the ballpark, on the field, but throughout exit doors and places where you can get air if you want. There's a big venue over home plate that you can stand and take photos. So just, it seems to meet all of our needs for what we're doing through COVID. 
Yeah, this sounds like fun. I, I really cannot wait to attend this event and I'm really excited about it. How can, if people want to get involved, if they want to donate, if they want to donate something for the Southland auction, what's the best way to get involved with the Charity Ball? It would be to go to our website or the Charity Ball website. It is airforcecharityball.org, all one word, or uh, chairman at airforcecharityball.org, the email. But the website, we have the silent auction link on there and you click on that and it's got Lisa's name to, you can contact her. It has how to donate cash right now if you wanted to donate. It has the corporate, if you have corporate sponsorship, it gives all the levels for the corporate sponsorship. That really is the best way to contact that on there. And I know my email is on there and the silent auction and people are on there. So, and reservations is on there if you have questions for that, which the, all that stuff, the reservation should be open by the end of the month. So that would be the best place I think to go. Okay. What do you think, Kim? You agree? I agree. Perfect. All right, good. And we'll make sure that- Okay, right, directly. (laughs) We'll make sure that uh, the website and contact information is included here that the audience has- all your information and contact information and they can get involved. So you guys have been involved with this for a few years now. When you look back on all of your experiences with the charity ball and even what we have coming up this year, what would you say you're most proud of? For me personally, it's just embracing the change and flexing the change. I was involved when we moved it originally from the Waterford to then to moving the venue that then opened up our aperture to lots of different things. I am okay with the change and not keeping things status quo. I don't think I realized how much I was okay with that until I got here. And so that's what I'm happy that I'm able to do that part and embrace the change and see where it goes. And and I'm not afraid of that part. If you don't try it, you never know what's going to happen. And that's kind of how I live, I think, in general. So I think for me, that's the part. I, for myself, I am gratified to know. I did not know I had that until I moved here and got involved actually with this organization. So yeah. I think I'm just proud of that this committee has continued over the years. And like Diane said, we never have a shortage of people willing to step up. So this is more than just Diane and I. This is a whole committee of volunteers that work on this event all year, basically, to get it going. And when you said the dollar amount, I don't think I realized that it was $9 million. So that's something to be really proud of. And I think the change is, is good. I think it keeps it from becoming stale and just gives it a little fresh boost for this event. So, yeah. You know, speaking of that dollar amount, that's one thing that I think maybe people don't appreciate about your organization, uh, Air Force Officer Spouses Club is you guys don't just plan. This is not just a party planning committee. So you do a fantastic job of planning the event. I mean, if, if I were organizations, I'd be paying you money to plan all of my events. But one of the key things that you do is you get big donors and all across the globe to come in and donate money for the cause that ultimately we get to use, like I always mention, to fulfill our purpose of helping airmen and guardians and their families when they need us most. So again, I, I just cannot thank each of you enough. Now, here's a real question. You did such a great job last year. As soon as it was over, well, really, even before it was over, myself, John Farrell, the COO, and the rest of the team, Latoya Crow, our chief uh, communications and development officer. We had already said, hey, we're going to ask Diane and Kim to do it again. So that's the <laughs> price you pay for doing a good job. And, and so we're already thinking about if we could just get them to do it one more year and then next year we'll do the same thing. We keep going for one more year. So what are you guys thinking? Is this your last hurrah? Are you going to pass it off to somebody else after this year? You're still thinking about it or are you going to stay on board and, and keep managing this thing for us? 
I will just say, I would like to be involved with the committee some way going forward. So we are losing some key people this year on the committee just due to moves, retirements, et cetera. So I do feel responsible for setting it up, no matter what role I have, if I can get people in to make sure that it's all together and put together and type of deal. So I can't, I now feel it's that obligation that kicks in sometimes good for good or bad, that I it has to be set up well to move forward. So we'll see, but I definitely will be, if we're still here and I'm still here, I will be involved somehow with this event. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. We will set it up so that the person who does decide to step up and take over will succeed no matter what. We're just, we'll be a phone call away no matter where we are in person. So yeah, no comment otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I hear you'll be involved in some kind of way, but we'll we'll be advocating for you guys to keep running this thing. So again, we really appreciate it. I just wanted to say one plug. I just have to tell you, I am personally, because I've been around for a while, I am truly grateful for your leadership, Khalith, and the way you have changed the trajectory and how I feel like we're all a team. We work together. I am so supported and the committee is so supported by Air Force Aid Society in general. It truly makes a difference to us to have that support. So from all of the committee, it is we are truly grateful for that. I am truly grateful for all that. I can, You guys are a phone call away. You guys jump in to help. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. Yeah, no, thank you. We're honored as a team here at Air Force Aid Society to just be a part of your team and to contribute in in any way we can. But it's just a pleasure, you know, watching all of this unfold and then just being able to be a part of it and enjoy it. So thank you guys again. Any final words, any final comments or folks that you want to thank from your committee or otherwise? I just have to thank the whole committee. You know, it's interesting. We have the one thing about our committee is, you know, corporate and silent auction are pretty much from beginning to end. But then we have invitations that's partly in between, volunteers that's stored in. But they all jump in together to help each other. They'll help, uh, you know, Mina's helping with silent auction because she's got volunteers at the end, right? Not that they don't have, but it really is, I'm going to say, it does definitely take a village and a team, but we're all one part. Everybody's got their job descriptions, but we all kind of jump in and help where we can. I am truly grateful for the committees, especially the last two years. This committee pretty much stayed on from last year because they really wanted to be in person. And it dawned on on me yesterday that most of the committee has never seen an in-person charity ball. They have been on it for two years. This is their third year for some, and they've not seen an in-person. So I realized that for them, that's where a lot of this excitement is coming from too. They get to actually partake in, you know, that type of event. So I am truly grateful for the committee and to Kim. I could not have done this again the second year without her. I'm more big picture, but she sees that and says, you know, that doesn't look right. And I am truly grateful to her for stepping up and doing it again. So that is who I really want to thank. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't think people realize how long Diane has, well, they've realized how long, but what that entails, the job that she's doing, it's hours and hours of work that she expects nothing from. So really the thanks (laughs) is to you and the entire committee. But we also just want to encourage people to register and attend. It's going to be a fun event. Yeah, thank you. And the event uh, we didn't mention is scheduled for 19 March at the National Stadium. And it promises, you heard the ladies describe it, it promises to be an amazing event where I think we're going to have a lot of fun get to each other's company once again. I would like to mention that it will be COVID safe, the safety protocol. So you will need to have vaccination card or proof of vaccine, I think within 48 hours. Is that correct? 
No, no, for the, I think for the stadium, they're working out the details on that, but you have to present a vaccination card upon entry. Now, okay. how they decide to do that, I don't know if it'll be at the entry or they'll ask for it beforehand. They're not sure yet. But yeah, in DC, that is required in any venue in DC starting the 15th of January. You have to have that card to go in. Yes. And that is one of the most important things. And that one of the things I appreciate about both of you is, you know, that's something that throughout the last couple of years that's kind of helped drive our decision is making sure that we were safe. One of the decisions last year was really kind of based on making sure that we maintain the safety of all of the participants. So definitely appreciate it. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to continuing to work with both of you and the Air Force Officers Spouses Club. I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you once again on behalf of the Air Force Aid Society and all of our employees, the Board of Trustees. We really do appreciate everything that you do for us for airmen, guardians, and their families. So thank you once again. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your Airmen Helping Airmen podcast. I am Khalid. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Diane Roush and Kim Nahom, who are the co-chairs of the Air Force Charity Ball. Again, it promises to be a fantastic event. We're looking forward to it. Ladies, thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you.